comedy? No. What's the Jay W? Wook. I'm gonna change my fucking name, but it's Jay Wook. Oh, it's Wook. Oh, see, the the whole O didn't happen. No. It was just like a this. All right. Give it up for Jay Wook comedy. Give it up for your host, Erie, man. She's murdering it. Fucking, I think Amazon listens to me too much, dude. That Alexa bitch, right? Because I didn't even know there were dick ring sizes, and she just orders them for me. So, Erie, just ask Alexa how big my dick is, because clearly she knows what size cock ring I have. Just saying. Ah. How you guys doing today, man? San Francisco, this is nice, man. This is weird as shit. Like, I feel awkward here. I wash my hands a lot. Not because I'm, like, afraid of getting something, because I'm afraid someone's going to call me out on it here. Like, to the point where I even put the toilet seat down in that fucking bathroom, because I'm afraid someone's going to be like, you were in here last. And tip for all you guys, if you ever sit there, you'll always be asked, is somebody in there? Yeah, because I guess that's your job. Someone, the, the artist who creates all this beautiful stuff, get up for the artist, all right? I, I, I personally, I personally would love a sign that says, ask this person if it's occupied. You know, something just real artistic right there, because that just happens. Uh, so I'm a dad, you guys. It happened. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got two of the best. Seriously, the best, most wonderful. I'm a father of three. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I love all of them the same. This is just recorded, right? You know, they're all my favorites. You know, they, they say kids are your payback. Dude, someone got the wrong fucking resume for me. I was not as bad as Hitler, man. All right? I deserve something good. And I know that sounds very white privilege to me in this day, right? Like this whole privilege thing. And uh, lately, I don't know what your Facebook feed looks like, but a lot of my shit says it's hard being white. <laughs> he said, the hardest thing is to be a white man in America. <laughs> and I was like, my Facebook feed is hella racist, dude. And I was like, oh my God, but there's an algorithm that's telling me I might be hella racist, right? It really is. Why am I seeing all this shit? And I go, yeah, it's so hard when the black guy's not there anymore and we have our own person. It's a lot of complaints. A lot of complaints in Sacramento right now. It's, uh, there was an article that says the new KKKK is the police department. And again, my uncle rised up on Facebook, so that's why I've missed all the meetings. I'm just kidding. That's a total fucking joke. Come on, it was my grandpa. He's just bad at Facebook and doesn't keep a schedule. I hate that that's true. I'm glad you guys didn't laugh. Racism is hella terrible. It is, unless you're Asian where everything's fucking dope, right? Never, you guys even give like the best pedicures with fish and shit. Like the smart ones are like, just put your feet in the tank, it's gonna be great. And they eat all the fucking skin off. Have you guys seen this shit? Yeah, okay, I just sounded maybe hella too racist when I said it, but it was fucking amazing to me. It's illegal in California, right? It gets even worse. We're so paranoid about water. Sacramento area is the only place that doesn't recycle water. All right, you guys have plastic bags down here still, or are you guys done with those? We still have those. They, they cost 10 cents now. You know how I know they're not worth 10 cents? 
because homeless people will pick up the can right next to it and leave that fucking bag right there. <laughs> fucking, you guys are dirty. That's like real shit. I had a couple nods and a couple laughs. I have no idea how to fill you guys out. For real. I love this. I really do. I love this room, man. Give it up for this room. The people that have created it. The people that put energy into it. Give it up for your host, Erie. I really do. This is where you grow. This is where you survive. This is where you become better. And hopefully one day I will be too. And that's why I'm here. But that's why we contribute. I mean, I don't remember how much I gave. <laughs> I like the way you say that. She's all, it's a lot. <laughs> callback respect I fucking love you you're gangster embrace yourself up here be 100 percent. you're like oh i'm gonna tell you a joke dude you were you you roasted us afterwards wasn't that dope yeah. right yeah. And, and the only time she was uncomfortable was when he was hella big she's like yeah that fat stuff was funny <laughs> thank you i'm only playing for him fuck you guys dude Jeez, I, I, I used to have a joke about the loud black guy in the back, but I don't say it anymore because they fucking love me. My fucking people, man. Get my news from World Star on this motherfucker. I really do. I heard about Little Peep. I'm like, oh shit, that's terrible. Who the fuck is Little Peep? Thank you. Give it up for people that had the same thought. Seriously. So I look up who this fuck is, and he's the most untalented artist I've ever heard in my life. And I'm okay with talking bad about the dead. Michael D Jackson was a kid toucher. Was that disrespectful for me to say? No. It was just so true for San Francisco. Usually someone goes, <gasps> but he can dance. That doesn't take everything away. Sheriff and Subway lost weight eating sub sandwiches because a fucking hero. Kid toucher, all gone. One thing you guys do could ruin your entire life, right? You're like, no, I'm hella rich. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> no, for real. I feel like that every day. I, I don't even, because I'm married, still married, successfully married for like 13 years. Give it up. Yeah, I'm a little older than I look, or you're probably right. One of those two things, okay? And I wake up every day not wanting to please my wife, but I just don't want to fuck up her day, man. It's my only goal. And I'm a champ dad. Just like that Santa Rosa. What was her name, Jackie? Kayla. Kayla. Kayla understands. It's so dope being a dad. When you're a mom, you got to be like that Starbucks mom, pretty decent stroller, you know, driving a decent car, like that's a mom shit. And then I don't know why people give a fuck. Yeah, it's retarded, right? It really is. You're gonna laugh at that, <laughs> retarded. I know you guys now, you're my people, you're my people. You know, as a dad, man, one day I, I, I drove my kids to school. I did, I drove my kids to school. Give it up for that, all right, right? And that's how I felt going into school. There was this mom holding her twins. Looked like she smelled like she hadn't showered in at least two days, right? And I'm like, oh, kids, walk over here. She probably has lice. Come over here. And uh, she goes, wow, father of the year. Dude, get it right. Being a dad's fucking dope, man. When the bar's down here, dude, we're all LeBron James with his big dong donking over by everybody. The extreme callback. Give it up for Erie Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much. I'm Jay Wood. Follow us, Carpool Comics Jackie. Thank you so much, Erie. Okay. Thank you very much, Jay Woke Comedy. Woo! All right. Lice, huh? You know what? I realized, have you guys noticed this? I don't hear that much about people getting crabs these days. What? That's awesome. Yeah, I think we've eradicated crabs. Isn't that awesome? 
I mean, it's probably like the grooming we're doing or something, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's the grooming or something. But I did, I did actually tell that joke uh, at a room a couple days ago, and this one guy in the back just goes, nope. So... I don't, I'm not 100% sure. That guy's keeping it alive. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Let's give it up for our next comic. And I'm probably going to fuck up his name. Uh, Jim McVeigit? Jim McVeigit! Yeah! Oh my God, uh, my lips just touched this microphone. Uh, I was gonna experiment with tension just for like my entire set and then my lips touched the microphone and great. They say you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I showed up to work wearing my boss's skin. I got mad. You should dress for the job that you want so I got naked because I don't want a job. I want to go home. <laughs> cool. Me and my partner, um, we went to go buy a couch. The salesman said, this is an expensive couch. Why don't you go ahead and make yourself at home? So I sat down and I started crying on it. <laughs> it was a good couch. I bought it. I went, to, I went to see a hypnotist for binge eating, and it worked. I don't have any more money for food. I just see her once a week. I give her all my money, and I can't eat anything. Standing next to, um, well, I was at the dollar store, and I had a break of 50. It went out of business. Uh, I am trying, like summer's coming up, I'm trying to get my beach body ready. I'm just not sure which outfit I want to wash up in. <laughs> what am I wearing? Is this too much navy? They're gonna, they're like, look at this little sailor in all his navy. I'm like, no, that guy was unemployed. I really wanted to experiment with silence and tension. Like, it's really interesting how you can milk a laugh out of not saying anything. And that's kind of my goal, is to not have to actually write any jokes. It's just to <laughs> stare a crowd down until they're so uncomfortable with my weird eye contact. Anyway, I was standing next to, I was standing next to a couple, because, and I was, I was just minding their own business. And the man, he moved. The woman didn't notice. She was on her phone and thinking that I was him. I could tell that she thought that I was him, because she turned and she said, I love you. Ah! And I still felt good. It still felt really good. It was as if I didn't hear her scream in my face. Uh, I stole another man's intimacy, and it was fantastic. I, it was, I didn't say it back. I didn't, uh, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't think of anything cute or like clever, so I was just like, yep. And then... Uh, and then she she turned to him and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like she she's like, babe, you know I love you. But I felt like my I love you was so much better than his. <laughs> and he knew my I love you was so much better than his. 
And I hope they think about me every time they fight. But I forgot half the punchlines for that. I think it's weird that like two couple, like a couple can just like make out hard on the street corner and just like really go at it just in public. But when a homeless guy does it, everyone's like fucking uh, gross. It's just like, dude, never mind. Uh, okay. Okay. Premises, premises. Uh, I'm through with weed. I know a lot of you smoke weed. I can't do it. I feel like if the way that if I want to feel like the way that I move my body is wrong and everybody is talking about it, I'll just go lift weights at the gym. <laughs> Trying to find a new job. It's like in a pinch. Like I was looking at my resume and I was like, if I was in a hurry, my resume could double as a suicide note. All I would have to do is just sign it and the police would, they'd figure it out. And they'd be like, look at that font. Look at the gaps in his resume. Uh, he listed public speaking under special skills. If they saw this set, they'd be like, uh. uh I'm learning how to bake right now and it's kind of fun. Um, a recipe called for a cup and a half of sugar. So I had to tear open like 90 sugar packets. I had, to, I had to go to the Starbucks like three times. It bothers me how we measure things. Like I, I'm not very good with like tablespoons, teaspoons. I kind of wish we would just switch to the metric system. Cause like the metric system is really elegant. And I feel like the U S would switch to the metric system once men realize that like 10 centimeters sound so much larger than four inches. Does everybody get that? Who's going to get that? Also, my lips just touch this microphone one more time. Three, three times. If I, if three times and I'll cry. I swear to God, it's so fucking gross. Imagine all the people that have used this microphone. Anyway, I got tested recently. I got like for everything, and I'm all clean. And I swear to God, if I get fucking cold sores, uh, I'm gonna have to tell. I'm gonna have to explain that to. I don't know if those laughs are coming from the outside, but I still count those. So those are my laughs. Anything that happens during my time, I have earned. Um, cool, cool. So, hey, what uh, what does everybody want to be when they quit comedy? What do you want to do? You know? You want to go back to community college or? Cool. Who's in debt? How much money do you make? Hell yeah. Give it up for jmaccomedy.com. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. One, uh, one more minute? Okay. Cool. I should just eat this microphone for the next. Um, okay. Well, I think I've gotten a lot out of this set. It's interesting that like this makes us better regardless of... Where's that $2? There we go. I love that I don't have to feel bad about eating shit on stage if I just put $2 into a jar. Like If I just put $2 in, I'm like, look, I've just supported a nonprofit. I've just supported a nonprofit. Um, cool. You guys have been great. I really wish you success in your art, and I hope everybody finds meaningful love. Uh, goodbye. Jim McVega. Did I actually pronounce your name correctly? No. Yeah, <laughs> what's your name? Jim McVeigh. McVeigh? Yeah. But it's got so many letters. Uh, oh, maybe you brought up the wrong comment. Uh, I, I really doubt it. There's like extra, all kinds of extra letters in there. That's all right. They're all silent. Uh,
wiping off the microphone. That was just me wiping off the microphone. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Wow, at least he left $2 on the dresser, huh? Jesus Christ, he could not have got out of here faster. Put his pants right on and just... All right, everybody having a good time? Everybody having a good time? And thank you guys to the comics that stay after and watch other comics. I really fucking appreciate that because it's nice when there's an audience when you're up here, you know? Speaking of quitting comedy, I try to quit comedy right before I go on stage every fucking time. I do. And the reason I do it, the reason I do it is because if I bomb, right, then I'm like, you can't, you can't fire me. I already fucking quit, right? Yeah, and then if it goes well, I get off the stage and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start comedy again. That's right. And when people ask me how long I've been doing this, I'm like, for like 15 minutes. That's right, that's how good I am. That's how fucking good I am. All right, uh, your next comic coming up uh, has a really pretty name that I'm probably gonna butcher. So tell me your name, tell me your here, come here, come here, come here. Lee? Oh wait, maybe that's not you. Hold on, yes. go sit down. Okay. <laughs> Is it you? Oh, it's a Indian. Oh, sorry, it's an Indian. Yeah. Oh, is it? Damn it! We got a chameleon. All right, you ready? Aditya. Maybe I'm not gonna get this going. Hey, yeah, so my name is Aditya, everyone. Uh, I'll put this in real quick. Uh, so my family, uh, as my name suggests, comes from like a pretty like conflict-ridden region in the world, right? There's a pretty big clash of cultures. People are always arguing whether the border was drawn the right way and stuff. You know, like right on the edge of New Hampshire and Massachusetts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I am from the Boston area originally. Uh, if someone over here could just remind me to mention that every like minute or so, that would be that'd be great. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. I'll I'll remember. Uh, I kind of have like the stereotypical Boston story, you know. Uh, my family came over from Dublin back in the 1800s, and oh, I'm kidding, obviously. No, no, they came over on the Mayflower. Actually, uh, I guess they thought it'd be good to have like a translator or two with all the Indians here. I guess I don't I don't know. I don't know what that was about. No, I'm kidding. But there were some stereotypical parts about my upbringing in Boston, right? Like, a lot of parents in the Boston area, my parents really wanted me to grow up to be like Matt Damon, right? I mean, man, was he good at math and goodwill hunting. I mean, my parents were really hoping. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm, I'm living out here now, and I notice like everyone's just trying to maximize their productivity these days, right? Like, just you should be wasting no time. Even during your commute, you should just be conquering the world. Which is why I don't understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? Do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? 
I mean, I finish a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning. <laughs> right? Like, the other day between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not that I saw a guy with the receding hairline. I mean, I literally saw that hairline take a step back, right? Like, if physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't really know what is, right? Because you can just check that box off for the day, right? Aging, done. No. Uh, but you can, like, if you look around on the train or bus, you can kind of always tell who reads those productivity self-help books, right? Because it'll always be like that absolute go-getter who's like taking his morning dump on the train, right? Like, and it's like, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Uh, and, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what does this look like, man? Bart? Like, come on. Uh, and, and if you guys have never seen someone taking a dump on Muni, then you've never been on Muni before. I'm sorry. I personally feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? And I've got to res respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one. Right? Like... Mondays aren't that bad, right? <laughs> Wednesdays, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Because it marks like that hump, you know, that you gotta get over, like hump day. Hey, can someone write that down? I, I really like that, actually. Can, uh, we should start saying that. No. no, but think about it, right? Every other day of the week, you walk into the office and they hand you a script for talking to your coworkers, right? Like Monday, Tuesday, oh, how was your weekend? Thursday, Friday, oh, any plans this weekend? And then you just nod along without listening, right? And then when it's your turn to, uh, and then when it's your turn to respond, you just say, oh yeah, I've heard the snow quality in Tahoe has been terrible this year. And 75% of the time, that's going to be the correct response. And the other 25% of the time, you just say, oh yeah, I've been meaning to check out Barry's boot camp too. <laughs> no. But then Wednesday arrives, and it's like a freaking improv class being taught on like a tightrope, right? Everyone just panics. And people start resorting to talking about like the current events of the day and stuff, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. Oh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Elvis was naturally blonde. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, I've got to say. Uh, all right, where was I going? Sorry, I got distracted by the time. I also, also, my lips, oh, he's gone, but my lips also touched this, by the way. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, but I'm being harsh to my coworkers, right? On Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their deepest feelings and emotions, right? Wow, it really feels like a Friday to me. <laughs> and now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, right? I mean, I like Twitter as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to throw any labels on that relationship, right? Like, if I'm gonna date an app, I wanna be sure, you know? Now, I did get on a couple dating apps recently, and my friends were giving me all this advice, like, oh, am I over? Sorry. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. sorry. Okay, uh, uh, sorry, okay, uh, my bad. Uh, my friends were giving me all this advice about, like, you should uh, make sure your photos don't have other people in them so it's not confusing, right? So you know the mystery box for Mario Kart? 
where you could hit it and get an item. I replaced all my photos with images of that, right? Because I feel like that's a lot more enticing, right? Like, now it could be anything, right? And I imagine, like, the girl's thinking, oh, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>
they wanted to uh, go to Fisherman's Wharf and do that type of stuff, you know, buy a few knickknacks and cable car keychains, <laughs> eat clam chowder out of a bread bowl. And I was trying to talk them out of it. I was like, dude, you know, you can have like a really cool, you know, authentic, you know, San Francisco experience. You know, I can take you to a badass taqueria. We can go see some redwoods. And they're like, no, we, we'd rather do none of that. <laughs> And I was like, okay, all right, so be it. What do I know? I only live here. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the things that they uh, dragged me along to was a tour of uh, Alcatraz, which uh, is rough. Uh, I, I think I think we should make an actual tourist trap. Like you know, every anytime like a family gets on to like the ferry to Alcatraz, we should just ship them off to Alaska instead. Just like, keep them there, clear up traffic. Um, I, yeah, I, I just have a problem with Alcatraz as a theme park. You know what I mean? It's, just, <laughs> it's like, it's a former federal prison and you're trying to make it into Disneyland. They have a picnic area and slides. It's, it's kind of amazing, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, every major tourist attraction in San Francisco is horrific. Like the Golden Gate Bridge, it's the Bay Area's most popular diving board. Like, how am I supposed to enjoy this with anti-suicide posters all over the wall? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got to calm down. Um, I'm actually trying to lose some weight. Uh, I, uh, I weighed myself a couple weeks ago. I said I weighed 190 pounds, which is 20 pounds over where I really should be. And uh, it's pathetic. Not, not that I'm overweight, just the whole, you know, why me attitude I always have whenever I get on the scale. It's just like, what did I do to deserve this? All I did was never exercise and eat McDonald's every other day. McDonald's. You guys ever go to McDonald's and like so often that the people that are working there actually start to recognize you? It's amazing. You, you pull up to the drive-thru. I, I, this happened. I pulled up to the drive-thru and the guy was just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, not good. Your friendship is uh, my wake-up call. This isn't going to work out. It's one, one place I don't want to be recognized. All right, that's my time. Thanks so much. Gentlemen, give it up for Casey Fields. That was that was good. You know what? I love your energy. You have really good fucking energy up here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And um, you know, when they recognize you at McDonald's and you're like, hey dad, you know, it's not, it's not. I don't know. It was a stupid tagline. I'm so sorry. I fucking hate it when comedians do that to each other too. That sucked. Wow. I can't believe I did something like that. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? All right, give it up for Jeremiah. All right. Fuck that guy. I fucking hate Jeremiah. You know, you know what? I uh, I gotta tell you, I really think they should make Alcatraz a little bit more. You know, they have that thing where you can go in and like spend the night in a cell. Did you guys know about that? Yeah, you can go in and like, or I don't know if you can spend the night there, but it's like you go in, they'll lock you in a cell. They're supposed to get, they're giving you like an idea of what it's like, you know. Right? I just think they went too far when they have the guy come in and rape you in the middle of the night. All right. Let me find out who the next person is. Hold on. Fuck 
Jeremiah. Messed up everything. Had to memorize a name for nothing. All right, you ready for the next comedian? Give it up for Max McCannon. Does anybody have change for a five? I don't want to pay $5 two, twice in a row. Uh, no, well, I, I could take care of it later. I, um, I, uh, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of business later. I, uh, I watched that movie, The Secret, recently. Have any of you guys seen that? Yeah, so basically, they tell you, like, oh, if you just visualize yourself doing something enough, eventually it'll become a reality. But if that were true, you would have had sex with a lot of porn stars, and I would have had sex. <laughs> yeah, that's worth a shot. Um, all right. I don't believe in horoscopes. Uh, recently, I was talking to a lady, and she said, I'm a Virgo, so I'm serious and intense. And I said, well, I'm a Taurus, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006. <laughs> I just couldn't compete with those mid-sized Japanese sedans. But nobody can, so that's all right. I, uh, I'm a big fan of math. Uh, I'm enough fan of them. Yeah, thank you. And we got some big fans. All right. This, this is, that's when you know it's going to be a good crowd when you got somebody who's like, "Woo, math!" This is going to be crazier than a rock concert. Yeah, Pi Day. Yeah, we had Pi Day. That's a big day for us. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you can relate to this. I, uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the Matrices. Like, like I tell people, like I, I didn't see the second Matrix. I only saw the first and third Matrices. And when I saw them, I tried to compute their eigenvectors. <laughs> That's dumb. I'll never tell that joke again. I promise. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I like libraries. I'm a big fan of public libraries. Everything's free. It's great. I, uh, the, the one that I go to is Berkeley Public Library, and uh, people are crazy there. Like, it just feels like one flew over the cuckoo's nest became real. And you can check that book out there, and if you read it before you leave, you just feel like you're in the book. It's like it's like it's like a Jumanji moment. I uh, one time when I was there, I decided to check out the Art of the Deal, which is Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz, because I'm open-minded. All right, San Francisco. Uh, but then I like I had to take it to the front desk, and like the lady like to check it out, and the lady just looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, what? like all right, it's a little bit weird, but like why am I the crazy one? The guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf. He thinks Dewey Decimal is a person that defeated Truman in 1948. And before that, he was in the nonfiction section telling all the books to keep it real. And like, I, I'm not like a Trump guy. I just like to read. Uh, and plus, now I'm like really good at making deals. Like, like, you'd be, like, I returned the book three days late, and the lady was like, that'll be 75 cents in late fees. And I was like, that's what you think. I'm gonna, I got 75 cents in late fees, and I'm, I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. You better convert it to pesos. I, don't um, I work uh, in downtown. I work for that company Fitbit, but I don't wear a Fitbit, so that's like pretty awkward, you know? Like I feel like every time I show up to the office, it's like I've committed a faux pas. Working at Fitbit and not wearing a Fitbit's like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Everybody stares at you disapprovingly. And you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's a, an AA 12-step joke. Anybody here in AA? All right, way to stay anonymous. <laughs> you walked straight into that one, which is impressive, because alcoholics don't always walk straight. I, uh, 
I, uh, I went to Lake Tahoe recently. I, uh, I forgot to bring sunscreen, though, so I had to buy some. I went to a gift shop. I found some. I picked it up. I looked at the label, and it said that it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, I've never gone outside on like a hot day and been like, yeah, that's the good stuff, you know? Or like, it's daylight saving, so it's going to smell good for longer. <laughs> or, or like, it's, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. And, and like, isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? <laughs> That'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. <laughs> I still have time. Damn, all right. Well, what should I talk about? I'll <laughs> uh, in there. That's cool. Huh? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Max McConnon. McCannon? Moncannon. Just say it. You know, I forget it. <laughs> Forget it. I was, uh, you know, I made a, I made a best friend the other day. I was on, uh, I was on an airplane, and this woman was sitting next to me, and she was really scared. She was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna die! We're gonna die! We're gonna die!" We're gonna... And I was like, "Dude, listen, if we do crash, who do you want to eat first, right?" And it was so funny because she goes, "The screaming baby," and I said, "Oh my God, I was gonna say the screaming baby." Oh my God! And then we talked about like how we cook it and stuff, you know, because like you totally have to cook that baby smell off, you know what I mean? Like that would really fuck with your head. All right, everybody, ready for my next comedian? My next comedian, as if I, I just hear my children or something. Um, give it up for Mr. Marcus Dipmeyer. All right, a lot of moving parts here. I'm, oh my God, I'm fine. I'm up here. Um, I'm so nervous, you guys. I am. I'm, I'm nervous. And, all right, uh, I want to explain to you guys moving parts. Uh, I want to explain to you guys my like this idea I have is sort of like a get off uh, thing I say as I, like at the end of my act every time. Uh, I've I've said it. I've tried it a couple times, but it's just weird. Um, and this probably won't be less weird if I explain it, but it's like. But if I say it at the beginning, then I go back and say it at the end, and it's like, woo, I made a, see what I did? I made a circle. Anyway, um, the thing I say is, uh, help, I'm stuck inside my body, and I'm, it's not working, you know, thanks. And, um, and it's like a reference to, uh, remember the Total Recall movie? Where uh, he's, Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, pretending to be like, dressed up in this old fat woman suit? And then he comes out, and it's not really, you know, because they ask him, you know, how long are you going to be staying in Mars, Marsia, or whatever the country was, or the planet? And he's like, uh, she's like, two, two weeks, you know, it's a lady. But then they, it was, oh, will we be, be bringing any fruits and vegetables? And uh, she's like, two weeks, two weeks, you know? And the guy's looking at her like, what the hell? And then, two weeks, and like, the suit starts coming apart, you know, like. So anyway, that's just, that's the visual I'm going for when I get off, you know, that's what's going on. I don't know, that's, you know, like I said. Um, God, you really like feel it when you're up here, you know? It's, this is real. Anyway, all right, moving parts, I gotta donate money here. I'm gonna, that's awesome. This is like a, this piece of paper was a fucking great idea. Like this is a lucrative piece of paper. This, this one, I mean this, this piece of paper. Anyway. Um, Holy shit, you guys, a lot of you, you guys are all staring at me. What the fuck? Why is everybody staring at me? 
Jesus Christ, what is it? All right, that's uh, something that a friend of mine dared me to do once when I was, uh, we were in a, like a Fenton's. Have you guys been to Fenton's on the East Bay? It's a big guy, you know, yeah, yeah. You know Fenton's. Just like in the middle, it's like, why don't you just stand up and yell, start yelling, like, why the fuck is everybody staring at me? What the hell is going on? And then like, you know, walk out. And uh, I like, you know, I like, I had a friend who always dared me to do kind of funny shit. He was, I remember sending him an email. I had just like quit a job and he was like, uh, okay, the next thing you have to do is go and streak Safeway. Don't think about it, just go, just streak Safeway, and that like, and I was all high and like, just get like, that would be so funny. <laughs> like, um, anyway, um, another friend uh, had like online dating dares that he 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 had for me. He's like, I dare you to show up to your like, make a date on on OkCupid, but then before you uh, before you get there, go to like a 99 cent store and buy like you know. Uh, women's used women's pantyhose and put them on over your jeans and show up like that and see how that see how that goes and then the other thing he dared me to do was uh just you know go to a date and start talking to her for 20 minutes and then just like you know lean over the table and say like you know this we could keep getting to know each other or i could just you know we could just come up to my place and i'll just eat your pussy for a half an hour or whatever and uh so like you know he was just he just thought that uh he just thought you know you gotta you gotta try some shit you gotta test yourself try these things out. And I think that if we'd gotten to know each other long enough, if my friends, you know, if I were around that friend who dared me to do things often enough, he probably would have said, you know, hey, uh, you know, you know those two, uh, two female comedians you met at the, you know, comedy thing? You should invite them to, invite them to your hotel room and then ask them to, if you could masturbate in front of them, you know? And then if they say, you know, and then if they say yes, just go ahead and start doing it. And, uh, I, you know, because I, cause, and I would, and I would have, I could see myself being like, oh, that would be funny. Like, I would, you know, I would have done that. Like, I would, I don't know, just on a, on a dare. So that's why I can't be mad uh, about, like, I, the stuff Louie did, I don't think, I think I would have done that on a dare. Um, and uh, so, like, <laughs> all the stuff in his, uh, so especially, like, because all the, all the things in, that in his article, his, you know, his article, the, the bad things he did, like, most of them are like uh it's mostly a fetish thing you know like he didn't uh like he basically asked people he worked with to to go fuck except his thing was you know he wanted to ask them to watch him jack off and that's like so it's like a fetish it's not like he did something wrong because if the story had been like hey do you want to fuck like that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been in the story but it was like a weird fetish and jacking off so it's like weird because he made he made jacking, jacking off the thing we do to avoid doing perverted things, right? Like we, we go jack off to, you know, to get it out of our system, but now it's like, uh, anyway, it's kind of a bad thing. I don't have time to tie this together, guys. I feel like there's a lot, there's, again, there's a lot of moving parts anyway. And then, but then the big thing that happened with the two comedians, it's like most crimes, if there's two, th two victims, it's worse. Like murder, double murder, way worse. But in this case, two victims, better because like imagine if there had been 12 like if you'd invited 12 you know 12 people in the room and be like all right can I, can I jack off in front of you and they're like oh, you know ah, and they laugh and then he, before they get a chance to you jack off in front of 12 people then they all they're laughing and then they all leave like would that be that would be that would be uh would they all be like holy shit we were all just i don't know thought that's a thought experiment i'll just leave you with with that thought experiment um i'm stuck in this body uh and uh it's not working out very well all right they, this has been really cool thanks community radio
you're not stuck in this body with me. I'm stuck in this body with you. I don't know. That was a, sorry, that was a. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? So, great news. Uh, I can't do a lot of jokes in between because I don't want to run out of time. Everybody needs to get on. So we're just going to do this really fast. Hey, everybody's having a really good time. Yay! All right, that's really great. Okay, now let's bring up your next comedian. He's really funny. I know he is. Wait, what was that in the back? Okay, everybody, come on. <laughs> Put your hands together for this really great comedian. His name is Anthony Medea. Hey, y'all, keep it going, y'all. Get some love, y'all. Get some love. That's what I'm talking about. Goddamn right. Yeah. I like how people kind of go like halfway, like, eh, we've done this all night. All right. Uh, you know, it's uh, I just uh, had surgery, y'all. Uh, so then it's a great way to improve your sex life is by taking care of your hernias, y'all. All right. <laughs> Because uh, the thing that sucked about my hernias is that my, uh, my intestine was in my scrotum, y'all. So imagine trying having a nut while there's an intestine in your scrotum, y'all. All right? That's a little bit tough. Only thing is that was like pretty sad about it is that after it would happen, I would hear Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice in my head going, it's not a tumor. Because if you ever know what like a fucking hernia happens, that shit pops out and stuff like that. You remember a little kindergarten cop? And it's like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, I wonder how many of those kids were fucking, oh, it's such, if anything, now I look back at like movies like that and I'm so sad for those kids. All right? <laughs> you know? Or like, I remember being a kid too and you ever hear like uh, Michael Jackson's Never Ever Never Ranch, Ranch and shit? And I remember like seeing the shit and being like, man, why is he always bringing white kids there? And I'm like, hey, you know what? It's probably a good thing I didn't write an essay to him. <laughs> Because I was be like, God damn, hey, well, that's a pretty big giraffe you got there, Michael. Uh, but if anything, though, uh, I was like super into wrestling as a kid. Uh, and then uh, I became an adult and I wanted to have sex. Uh, so I stopped watching that shit, y'all. Uh, all right. But if anything, though, like I feel like uh, politicians should be looked at at like, uh, like wrestlers. That way it's a lot easier and shit. Because imagine if like fucking uh, Trump just came in and said, this is Trump mania and shit like that. And he'd be like, he looked all coked out and we're still having the same thoughts about him right now. Uh, so just let you know, like, and then, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, she could have been a uh, uh, Sherry. You ever remember Sherry and stuff? She just had like a lot of like hair and shit and just would, you wouldn't actually like listen to her because uh, it's the United States of America and we don't do that shit here. But if anything though, um, what's it called? Uh, I recently moved into a new spot, y'all. Uh, only thing is, I had to convert the dining room into my room, which means not only that I had to pay for a wall, I had to build it as well. <laughs> that shit fucking sucked, y'all. And I was like working with my hands, thinking I'm all good. Like, oh yeah, I'm learning a lot, like good shit. Cause like it's one thing to go to college, but it's another thing to actually work with your hands. Cause if you're fucking like, if you start to get carpal tunnel, you ain't doing jack shit with your hands except uh, swiping left and right, which is pretty sad, y'all. Uh, <laughs> like if it hurts to pick up a book, uh, you should really put down the phone, y'all. All right? Cause if anything though, um, like how do you do, uh, kill a zombie, y'all? Uh, you don't let them recharge their iPhones. All right? <laughs> If anything, uh, does anyone have an iPhone 8 charger, by the way? All right? <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I grew up in uh, South Central LA, but a lot of people don't believe that because I'm alive. <laughs> people always ask me about, like, uh, Anthony, like, you always seem to be so happy and stuff. Like, well, why are you always like that? And I was like, well, it's pretty simple. If you grow up in the inner city of America and make it past 25, you look at life a little bit differently. All right, y'all? Because if anything, Tupac said he was going to, like, you were going to be dead by 25. Like, oh, no, not Tupac. And sure enough, he did, y'all. Uh, but if anything, though, that's why, like, um, being from there has helped me with comedy. Because anytime I'm dying on stage, I'm like, it's not dying in real life, y'all. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, all right, cool. I, I could do anything, you know? 
If anything, though, that's how I knew I wanted to get into show business because when the police helicopter be shining down their light and all my friends start to scatter, I jump in and start doing my bits, y'all. <laughs> Goddamn right. I was killing it. Or they were killing me. You know, it's uh, tough to tell. It's tough to tell when your audience is 20,000 feet in the air saying, get the fuck down. And as a comedian, I'm thinking, it was like, does that mean my time's up? Is that the, the light right there? Uh, another exotic animal, uh, the hood rat, also known as Hurata for the bilingual. Uh, this one time, uh, these two ladies would call each other hood rats, and I thought I had to be the voice of reason here, y'all. And that's the last time I ever stepped in between my mom and my sister, all right? <laughs> right, right. That, that was a scary day, you know? Because we got two Latinos arguing amongst each other with like no apparent reason, and then like they're able to come together and get mad at a male. Oh my gosh, that was very scary. I lost a finger for that joke, y'all. Uh, uh, I'll fuck with you, it's there, it's there, yeah. <laughs> Some people are like so freaked out. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, they do get that crazy. It's like, only on the weekends with tequila, y'all. All right, that's how we get down. Uh, anyone ever get arrested in Mexico? Nope. Ah, it's exhilarating, y'all. All right. <laughs> you have tears of pain coming down your face. Because uh, like, it was crazy. Because, like, the only thing that saved me to go in, like, to jail was that, uh, you know, Mexico's the land of entrepreneurs. And we started negotiating how much my life is worth, y'all. And uh, just remember this. No matter how cool you think you are and, like, what's going on in your life, uh, your life might only be worth $29 in Mexico, all right? <laughs> yeah, if anything, I just recently got booked for a, a, like this uh, bachelor auction shit, so I just want to surpass that goal, you know? Like, my life is worth at least 30 bucks, y'all, all right? So if anything, I'm gonna uh, promote the shit out of it, so that way somebody please pay $30 to make me uh, feel good about myself. And actually, I'm ready to uh, forward the money uh, to the producer, so uh, it's all good. My life is worth $30, because I made it happen, y'all, all right? But if anything, thank you so much for making all this happen. My name's been Anthony Medina. Take care, y'all. That's how much your your life is worth, huh? Man, how much do you think it's worth here? Fifty-five. Fifty-five? How do you know that? Yeah, I don't know. That was crowd work, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's how you do the crowd work. Okay, just so you guys know, this is. I know we got some people that haven't probably been doing comedy forever, right? It's for a little bit, and uh, I haven't been doing it for for very long either. But there's a few things you should learn. Uh, one thing is, if you're gonna do crowd work, uh, try and say something funny. All right, your next comedian coming up to the stage. Uh, give it up for Lee Nguyen. All right. How are you guys doing today? Everyone feeling good? So this is actually my first open mic. Yeah, thank you. Uh, pretty new to the Bay. Uh, signed a lease February 1st. And now I'm officially a California resident. And before that, thank you. Before that, I lived in Boston for about five years. So it's actually a nice change of scenery. People here are super friendly, super nice. Boston, a little on the cold side. I think they're actually physically cold, and that makes them cold-hearted as well. Um, but I'm originally from Vermont, born and raised. Do you guys know where Vermont is? Yeah, not really. yeah? no? Some no, some yes. Uh, Vermont's a state in the US. Well, let's start there. Um, it's on the East Coast. 
we're in the New England area. We're neighbors with Canada, actually. Um, so I would like to say that influences us a little bit. We're pretty friendly people. Um, we are you know, not the happiest people in the world, like the Canadians. We don't have universal health care, edu free education, that kind of thing, or an attractive you know, leader like Justin Trudeau over there. Um, but, you know, we do our best in Vermont. So my parents actually came to Vermont originally in the 70s and 80s. My mom is Korean from the South. Let me just preface that. South Korean. Um, if you ever meet someone from North Korea, you should definitely buy them a beer and maybe talk to them about their journey. Um, and my dad's Vietnamese, so they came to the U.S. in the 70s and 80s, and they met actually at IBM, working at the factory. Pretty sure they were like, hey, you're Asian, I'm Asian, we're basically the only Asians that live in Vermont, um, let's get together. And so that's basically what happened there. Uh, just to give you a sense of the landscape of Vermont, it's 95% white, and there's about two to three percent Asians living in Vermont. So we teeter on like the first, second, or third whitest state in the US. Um, yeah, so growing up in Vermont was a little tricky. It was a little difficult. A um, lot of just things to maneuver when you're first generation born in the US. Uh, it's me and my two sisters, my two older sisters. Growing up was a little tough. I mean, you have to immerse yourself in American culture. Your parents are not cool uh, and definitely struggling with their own PTSD from home. Uh, but, you know, you make the best of it. Um, we were pretty poor when we were growing up, so... We wore a lot of hand-me-down clothing. Uh, my mom actually cut our hair for a long time. And this is actually real. There's documentation of this. My haircut was, I had the same haircut at the age of two to 13 years old. Not kidding you. And no one's telling me it's outdated. I mean, my friends, I probably had some weird friends back then too. Uh, but yeah, you're just kind of learning as you go, but that thickens your skin a little bit. Um, the first time, where was I going with this? Uh, so growing up in Vermont was a little difficult, but luckily I had my two sisters. Um, uh, so the first time I realized when I was 13 years old, uh, that it was time for me to, you know, start growing out my hair. I realized, you know, at 13, people are actually pretty tough. Adolescents are rough and really mean. So eventually, that summer, I was like, you know, I'm gonna grow out my bangs. I'm gonna be Americanized. I'm gonna dress cooler. And finally, I came back after that summer and went to school. Finally, got my first boyfriend at 13. Probably because I finally look like an American. Um, that's my time, but thank you for listening. It's almost first timer. That's so exciting. 
Congratulations. Wow, and you were wild. You grew your bangs out. Dude, you're wild. That shit's crazy. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah, it's going to be good. Before before you get to your next comedian, it's going to get weird because in one minute, we turn over to another podcast. Crazy time. It goes from happy hour, awesome open mic into Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. And that's great. But I just want to let the people on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse know that the beginning of it is going to be populated with open mic comedians. Not that they <laughs> not that they are any different than any of the comedians you will see at any other showcase. You can see them at Cubs. You can see them at Punchline. You can see them here. You can see them at Comedy Oakland. You can see them at FCC Free Radio. You can see all the same people in all the same places, but uh, some places have more clout than others, and we don't know what that means, but I think it has to do with gelatin. I don't have any idea. What I'm saying is I'm trying to burn time until we get into the 8 o'clock hour so that I can be like, hey,
time for free phone sex. Fred is on his way. I'm uh, hanging out with you for a second. I'm going to put some other stuff on while we get ready and get sexy. You can give us a call at 415-550-0511. And uh, we'll, we'll keep it funky, keep it fresh, and keep it sexy, everybody. It's free phone sex. Remember, if you call in, you're going to get phone sex. But... It is recorded. It is live on the radio. So, yay, because Fred is genius, and he came up with this incredible idea. So please give us a call here at 415-550-0511. It's free phone sex. You are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? Lamenti. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison. Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. But we know, outside the rising sun, once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For 
all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. Waking, I'm brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock, the cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Network, the never-ending story of high-quality tracks from today's most wanted artists. So keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Sound Mix DJ.
So you might be here. Talk again. I can't hear you. No. Oh, I can hear that. I'll be is that four? Yeah, this is four. Ooh, hey. Special sexy voice. Perfect. Perfect. Hey. Hello. Well, S- how- super excited for phone sex. I'm super excited for phone sex. Yes. And I love that we're both secretly prudes too. <laughs> So, um, welcome to the second installation of free phone sex. Brilliant idea. Free phone sex. So I think what we're going to do is, well, first of all, Pam, as I, as I start trying to figure out our first victim, uh, tell me about your weekend. How was your weekend? It was, uh, not sexy. It was, <laughs> it was a little, I had a, a little mini nervous breakdown. Uh, but wow. Last night I got triggity trashed i uh made a poor decision to forget to eat dinner and then i drank a lot of alcohol uh, but i only drank whiskey before dark i didn't break my rule I, I my rule is that no whiskey after dark because it turns my it turns me into an asshole and, uh, and it yeah, turns it my me an asshole. it turns my butthole into a gremlin and then it's like <laughs> so bad but i i did i drank whiskey before it was dark but then i drank beers i don't remember being at one of the bars where i guess we were and then i guess i brought people back to my house and my poor boyfriend was trying to sleep and then he was like oh you brought friends over that's great so he was okay because he knows them too and it was fine we had a fun time but i don't remember this this was all filled into me this morning <laughs> it was so it was fun i guess i had fun but i didn't let myself have fun because i didn't remember the fun because i didn't eat that's the worst you have to eat eating is essential it's just that the calories and that like i'm already drinking right so then I'm like, oh, do I really want it? Not that I'm like 
crazy vain and weird about that stuff, but enough that I know that if I had, you know, if I'm drinking six beers during a night, that's, those are like, those aren't, those, they, uh, they pack a punch. They have that a lot happens. of calories in them. It happens. It definitely happens. I'm an old lady. I'm sorry. No, trust me. I'm the same way. I think after <laughs> two drinks, I'm completely done. And especially if it's two drinks without any food. Oof. That's painful. Yeah. How was your... I, am, I, am I allowed to talk about it on... How was my date? D, yeah. D, I was going to say D-A-T-E, but people know how to spell, so... <laughs> so, my date was okay. Uh, I told him that I'm doing a phone sex podcast, and he was pretty cool with that. But let me just tell you about the first person. So, right. So, right now... This is definitely in the gestation period. We haven't really, you know, we're workshopping it. We're trying to figure out the flow. We're getting strangers to call in. So I'm going through my Rolodex of Facebook people. So the first person is a random person who I do not know. I'm not going to say his name, but he's currently at work. (laughs) That's great. And he's trying to see where he can go to hide where he can do phone sex at work. Fantastic. That couldn't be better. That couldn't be a, that couldn't be a better scenario to be in. Um, so, so, this is, so this is the first person. So we have like a couple contenders tonight. We have that person. We have someone who just seems like a slut. Like it seems mm. like they just do phone sex every single night. Sweet. And then we have someone else where I'm a little skeptical where I'm like, you gotta be, I, you look like you're four years old. So I'm just confirming Ooh. that you're over 18. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, so I'm just saying, are you above 18? And they just give me a thumbs up. I'm like, no, no, you have to say you're above 18. Right. So, no emojis. No fucking emojis. We can't do any emojis. I want to, I want to be very clear about this stuff. So, um, and everyone knows you're going to be recorded. You're on the You're radio. going to be recorded, and this is like, this is like, yeah, this is not, this is not like actual phones. <laughs> but we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We'll do what you want us to do. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do, do everything. I mean, do. it's real phone sex. It's just that there's gonna be other people listening. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, and weren't they? Isn't that the whole thing about chat lines? Wasn't that a thing in the '90s, that '80s, and '90s thing. when it was like the internet didn't exist yet, and so people would use their phones to call up and get in a room with people? Like you'd you'd have group. I mean, it's just so funny. Like, I guess it still exists. Isn't that what Facebook is like? I mean, when you instant message each other, you can do it in a group. You You can have a thread. And it's just the same thing that it used to be. See, you don't remember. You're so young. I remember. Do you remember the... I remember it. You remember dial-up. We, I remember having a long-distance relationship, and we thought it was so amazing that we could email each other, and it took like two minutes to get it, you know, because it had to like actually go up to satellites and zippity zip around or do something, or it was a series of tubes. I don't know how the internet works, but now nobody knows how it it's works. It's like right now, everybody's, and you can talk to a person in Manchester, England, or like you could have a friend in Russia or whatever, like a, or you could have a phone sex partner in San Francisco. Exactly. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. I just technology like freaks me out, and I know that I should embrace it. As you're like snap me, and it's like is that Snapchat? No, that was snap. snap. Yeah, I I had you snap me. So I don't even know what that is. Snap Snapchat is kind of addicting. It's yeah, that one's pretty addicting. But are you watching other people's 10 second videos of what you they're watch doing? everything it's kind of like phone sex for your eyes i guess without the sex it's just like you just watch people do random stuff 
and for some reason it's very addicting but so are people like taking off their clothes because like why are we what's why the, are we watching that yeah that's a good it's like musically that's an app that i know some children that use it and i'm yeah. like and one of my friends who's 12 said nanny pammy if you when you become a real person and you get a smartphone are you going to get the musically app and i was like well first i'm never going to get a smartphone but two nobody wants to watch a 44 year old woman lip sync to beyonce unless i'm showing a little nip you know what i'm saying like hey i would totally i would i would watch that without the nip <laughs> you know that. i would watch pam you but could what read, is that about hey, pam you could read me the phone book and i would still be entertained <laughs> I don't understand the consumption of other people's lives in this way. It's like super intimate yet so far away. And and that's I mean, I guess that's what phone sex is, right? We're trying to be intimate with people, but yeah, in like so a trying, yeah. safe distance through the phone. Like it's You know, honestly TBH actually had this like scary thought that like when people actually like when it gets when it hits a critical mass, I have I could actually see people like coming to mutiny radio. <laughs> To do what? For fun like, sex? Sc- like, yeah, like scary, like creepers, like see us and then they like, then they like. It's a lock on the door. It's fine. There's a lock on the door. Do you want me to lock the door? No, I don't okay. need a lock now. I think maybe like 10, 15 episodes in, we might. <laughs> we might need to lock it. We might need to reconsider. Yeah, we can. That's easy to lock the door. It's fine. I mean, we are in a glass house though. I mean, anyone could throw stones and <laughs> that would be get in at us. That'd but please don't. Hey, but give us a call. 415-550-0511. We're at mutinyradio.fm. It's free. Phone sex. We're waiting for callers. We're finding out. He's still walking through his yeah, somewhere so I'm going at work. My, I'm going through my Rolodex. It sounds like he's at he's at work. Um, hold on. Okay, we just need some. It'd be great if we could get someone like who was... I mean, at a bar or anywhere, that'd be fun. Give us a call in the bathroom. It would. Hey, it's a I feel great like way the, to have I a fun like date. Is, I feel like this is just the beginning uh, process of phone sex, right? Usually, yeah. usually, uh, you you. It's it's hard to find a gem. It's hard to find a gem. <laughs> but we're gonna find it. I mean, I remember in the. 80s and when I was a kid and when you'd watch shows like Donahue or whatever and it was my husband or Maury or his phone sex bills are I just found out it's our phone bill was $475 or whatever there'd be these it was like a huge thing there'd be all of these women complaining that these men had spent their husbands or whatever that they spent all this money on these phone sex lines and it's like what was the phenomena of the time of I guess it was before the internet so what else were, how else were people supposed to do it like there was no Snapchat like you can film your titty and it it goes away though right like it's it only, goes away it's only there for like 10 seconds or something so can I tell you what I'm looking for right yes, now yes please so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for so now I just so I'm going through my Facebook friends and by friends I mean strangers <laughs> and now I've like like so I'm going through the Rolodex I put the seed you know hey do you want to like so basically I'm just going through all the creepers in my like Facebook Oh my God! Someone's calling in, but it's like on my Facebook. They have to tell them to call four one five 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 zero zero five one one. I'm just gonna say, um, all right. So this is like a random stranger. Okay. So what, what's the number? Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. They'll call directly in to Mutiny Radio. Five zero zero five one one. Or also, I don't want to tell people where we are because you were just saying that. No, we were I'm gonna about. get killed. You know? Yeah, I, I, I could see you getting. 
followed by people. Yeah, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> it's it's hard. The crown of beauty. No. Or the, it is a heavy crown you wear. Not I, even. <laughs> Not even close. All right. So, okay. So, so I just gave the number. I said, call this. I said, hi. Give a call. That's a really great line, though. My friends on Facebook, and by friends, I mean strangers. It's absolutely true. I've met Facebook people in real life that have been like, oh my God, you're Pam Benjamin. And I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, we're Facebook friends. And this is like, they're like, you're, anyways, you're Facebook famous. I'm like, no. No one's Facebook famous. Everyone's Facebook famous. The problem with Facebook is that it's not real and everybody just says the good things that are happening in their lives. Yeah, no one's going to talk about when they had phone sex with us. I hope they would. I mean, I want them to. Yeah. I mean, I can put it on my Facebook, but only old people use Facebook now. I know I've learned from the kids. I guess you could... Why do you... How do you... Can you attach things to Snapchat? I don't understand. People don't use Snapchat for marketing, though. They use it for, like, having fun. I, I can't understand why it's fun to watch. I guess if it's a voyeuristic kind of thing, I don't know. It's just like people being people. Is that the is that the allure? What's the allure of Snapchat? The allure of Snapchat is you get to get random dick pics. Is that what it is? Yeah, you get random wow. dick pics. They just All come right. out of nowhere. So someone. All right. So I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. <laughs> This person, I said, do you want to call into my phone sex podcast? And they said, please. And I said, are you over 18? They said, yes. I said, okay. So I just gave them the number. I said, call this number. And I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm not going to say the name. I don't think this person lives in the United States. <laughs> oh, awesome. Even better. Even better. <laughs> so... Uh, this is our first, um, caller, our client, or whatever we want to call them for tonight. Um, this is going to be pretty fucking great. Uh, so I'm just going to say, so, I mean, but here's the thing. If it's like an international thing, how does that work? It's fine for us. We're, they're, he's calling us. Um, we just pick up the phone just like normal. It'll flash, 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 and you'll see it happening. And then we do just what you did last time. You press the little white button, a little red light comes on. You say, hi, you're giving your, you want to be live on air and podcast and recorded? And they say yes. And then you hang up the phone and then you talk to them through the headphones and you get all sexy, I guess, whatever they want, whatever. I, I, I'm excited about this because I don't like have fantasies that are, I mean, they're just so white bread. So it's fun to like, you know, think of what is the, you know, I mean, Netflix has decided that swingers are all the rage, like Why, a group sex. There's like tons of like, there's a movie out that I just watched that has Jason Schwartzman swinging his dick around and Adam Scott, both of them like total full frontal. There's a whole scene about the whole movie is about how one guy's dick is big and the other guy's dick is small and like coming to terms with it and all this weird stuff and like swinging as a couple. And it's really and then there's all this stuff about Britain's wife swap and everybody's having multiple partner sex and it's just, you know, on the weekends or whatever, but they're still in a committed relationship. And I'm like, wow. I mean, it's as if like a fantasy. I don't know. I, uh, I, it's it's to call us in and get, tell, tell us your fantasies. I mean, I've been in group sex situations before with like seven people like three couples and me 
so it was like six feet. I was sort of like the, the they called me the rogue agent. <laughs> <They're> like, <"You're, laughs> <they're>, <laughs> so that was interesting. So Pam, is it possible for us to call them? Probably um, not, right? It depends as long as it's not long. I mean, distance. maybe what we could do is we could just, I could just like fucking hold the. Well, the way that you would do that is you can plug it in. But the problem is I have the new. Oh, that's right. I mean, there's a, you know what? And for the future, there's an accessory that you can buy that gives it an eighth inch jack so that you can use your phone in that way. All right. So, but so you, if you do it on your phone, you put it in the eighth inch jack. If you want to try to do it that way. With so like I think we're going to have to just like, literally just be like as ratchet as possible. And I'm just going to have to like literally press audio on my phone right. and then like hold it up. to the. Well, and, um, that's right. Cause he can't hear us through this. He can only hear you through that. So yeah, you're going to have to have the, All right, so I think this person, from what I understand, they want like an intimate session with just me. <laughs> Okay, I all right. I won't say anything. So we're going to, so, so this sounds, all right. So now I have two people. Okay. This is crazy. Four, one, five, 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 zero. All right. Five, all right. One, so we're going to start. So we're going to start. Um, <laughs> before we do this, I'll just say, give me two minutes. Cause this is just like too funny. So, all right. Just for all the listeners. I just want to say thank you for being in the beginning stages of free phone sex. And, and let me, and I just want to say, <laughs> hold on, we're going to do, I know you're not going to be able to like witness it, but we're, I'm going to make Pam do another snap where I'm just, because here's the thing, here's the thing as now we have our first free phone sex has just gone international and we have our first international caller. Hell yeah. But I'm really like scared. So I confirmed they're like over 18. They look like they're two. They, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, but this is going to be great. And I think it's going to be a shit show. So let's just do this. Yeah. And so he doesn't, he wants it to be, so I won't talk at all. Right. Yeah. So this sounds like really like intimate and like for some reason he won't call in. All right. So Pam, I want you to do a quick video where I'm saying this is our first international call. Wait, and then I want my like pretzel chips. He needs his he needs his pretzel chips. Oh, let's put the music back up. Oh, here we go. Uh, the sub mixer. Yeah. Oh, because oh, I paused it. Sorry about here. that. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, so are you excited? Free phone sex here on MutinyRadio.fm with your host, Fred Scarf. I am back and I have my cowboy mix, and we are about to do free phone sex. You are ruggedly adventurous. Let's do this. So I'm I'm actually kind of scared. No, you're going to be great. I'm here to support you. I'll just be silently supporting. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to feel about a a lady, a lady in the womb. All right, let's do this. So I'm going to hold the phone up because apparently, since it's international, he can't call in. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, Okay. So I don't I don't have a uh, camera. I can't do my camera. I only I only have audio. Anyway, so tell me about you. But don't don't say your name. Just tell me like like who like what what is your life like? Where 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 are you in? Uh, uh, the U.S.? Are you somewhere else? Uh, no, I'm not in U.S. I'm in uh, Yangon, Myanmar, you know? I don't know where that is. <laughs> Burmese, you know Burmese? Burmese, yeah, Burmese. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, um, so... So, have you ever had phone sex before? Have you ever had phone sex? Phone sex? Ah, uh, no, never. This is the first time for me. First, alright, so this is the first first time ever having phone sex. So, usually how phone sex works is you, like, say a fantasy, and what you do is you um, have to say, like, like, you... What, it's like what your sexual dreams are. Things that maybe you want to do when you go to sleep. That put that help you sleep at night. Uh, I don't care. Just you, you don't care. So do you, oh, do you have a do you have a sex 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 dream? Ah uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay, okay, let's start with that. So tell me about your sex dream. What's like, what's your favorite sex dream? Uh, how should I say? Sometimes I just, um, I dream I have sex with some guy and then after until I finish so uh, my sperm is coming out clear. 
Okay, and where is the sperm coming out on? It's by my because it's feeling by the dream. Okay, so it's like just you have you just have sex and then you come. Say that again. So, so you have sex and then you come, and that's that's the sex dream. Yeah. Okay, so maybe like, like where is the sex? Is it like in a bedroom? Is it like out in the street? Is it in the United States? Is it in? I don't know. Is there a? In, the, in uh, where? In the in the, in the living room, you know. Oh, in the living room. Okay. Okay. So, is there anyone? Is there anyone in the house besides you and him, or you and me? I don't know. So we're home I just alone. Stay with my young... I just stay with my brother and sister. Okay, and then your brother and sister are gone, and then, and then the way it works is, they're gone, and then what happens is, we're alone, and then we have the house to ourselves. No, not uh, nothing happened. Sometimes if I'm feeling so much, uh, I make a taking. Uh, okay. 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 But but in the dream, in the dream, the your brother and sister are gone, and then we have the house to ourselves. In my dream. In the yeah, like you said that you have a, you have sex you have sex dreams and sometimes. Um, like you're in the living room by yourself, having sex in the living room. I have sex, have sex with some another uh, guy. In real life. In my oh, in your in your dream. Okay, got it. You have you had sex with some a uh, guy. And uh, wait, hold on a second. Are you cheating on me in your sex dream? Now I feel like what's going on is I thought the sex. I thought this was our sex fantasy together. <laughs> Is the sex dream, is the, is your phone sex fantasy, is it with two guys? Or is it one guy? Uh, just only one guy. Okay. And I'm, I'm the guy? Other guy? I have never seen, I have never seen the guy before, just dream. Okay, 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 okay. So, and how do you meet the guy in, in the dream? Like, does he just, like, walk into the house? No, I don't know. Uh, like a party. Um, oh, okay. So it's like a party, and, like, everybody, and everybody, like, leaves the party, and then, like, all of a sudden, you guys are alone. And, and the party's over. Okay, well, are you ready to play that out? I can we can play out the fantasy? Ready?
do you do you want to act out the dream? We could we could speak it out. We could speak out the dream. Yeah. Okay. So we're are you ready? We're gonna we're, so I'm gonna be the other guy, and you're gonna be you, and then the party starts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ready. All right. Wow. This is a really good party. Hold on, do you hear the music? One sec. All right. All right, so one sec. My phone, my phone camera doesn't work. All right, so. Wow, this is an amazing party. Did you, I, you should really throw, wait, what is your name in this fantasy too? I don't know your name. Uh, no, 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 fake name, fake name. Don't tell me your real name. <laughs> wait, so what is your, what is it? I have some, somebody beside you. Summary? Some, someone is uh, next to you and talking with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So, some, so someone here, they, they pass by. I told somebody to leave. Okay. And that's why I said, don't tell me your real name. We don't want your real name. Jack. Jack, yeah. That's a good name. I like it. Okay. So, let's start. The party has just started. Okay, Jack? I don't know. Okay. You don't know about the party? I just want to say, mm, I'm not feeling like that. Not feeling, feeling what? How should I say? Uh, I don't have feelings uh, to talk like a, like a he, No phone sex, you, you don't want to do phone sex. Ah, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, you know what? That well, you know what? We had we had fun with what we didn't have. Oh, I see. Well, thank you so much, Jack, for calling in, and um, at least we had a little bit of fun. So let's let's bring down the mixer. So Pam, how did so well, Pam? It just how did never that go? got started. I mean, it'd have to be like, <laughs> it'd have to be like hey, uh, this is a really great party, and it's nice to see you here, Brett. You well, the great. issue was this: is that Language you can't barrier. be you can't be a creeper 
and like be all creepy and send me all these creepy messages. And then I say, do you want to be on my phone sex podcast? And then you, and I said, are you over 18? You want to be on the phone sex podcast? And he says, yes. And then you're like, what is a phone sex podcast? Now I don't, now I have second feelings about this. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, we just had you be the first caller. <laughs> you're the first caller. Um, honestly, five, I'm going to be straight up honest. That phone sex fantasy sounded boring as fuck. Well, I mean, it's in his living room and his sister and brother. Like, <laughs> I, I guess they were going to come home after, uh, after a day of shopping for uh, squid. They were going to come back from the store. So that's the part I could have played. Oh my gosh, you guys are having sex on the couch. I'm horrified and interested <laughs> yeah and also oh my god wow all right so we have a we have a couple all right hold on okay you so should, we have like, a couple so we have so we're gonna figure out who the next person you is. you should really like to be on the couch though with the with the cowboy bark you've got it all together all right <laughs> that'd be the best let's, fantasy let's, ever it's you and him on your let's play the porn music while we figure out who the next caller is yes on. Oh, it's it disco. Oh, okay. 